rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. I am Brenda Rogers, candidate for Kane County Recorder of Deeds. As your next Recorder of Deeds, I will protect our taxpayers' investment, bring awareness to the position, and do outreach to our residents and veterans. I am asking for your vote during early voting, mail-in ballot, or on November 3rd. Vote for Brenda Rogers, Kane County Recorder of Deeds, paid for by Citizens for Brenda Rogers. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8.04 a.m. And you are listening to Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And today we're with a good friend of the show, our brother, Mr. Noah Way. Uh, That's so sweet. Like you have that that in-studio live applause. Thank you so much. That's no clap button. We don't need the clap. Those are real hands doing the clapping. Absolutely. Um, want to say good good morning to my my host Christine. Good morning. JV Hunter and everyone else in the studio today for this great episode. Um, got a lot to talk about. So without any further delay, the news. Yeah, we have better um, applause factor than most of the we do of the sports, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, and I have to apologize, too, because yesterday I forgot one of the news items. Yesterday was Hunter's birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Happy Hunter, birthday, Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Snaps. Snaps. <laughs> nice. Um, but in local news, uh, this Friday, October 2nd, is the fourth annual Cups Bra Drive. That's being held at the Aurora Regional Fire Museum in downtown Aurora from 5 to 8 p.m. This event will benefit women and girls living in homeless and battered women's shelters throughout the community. Check out the Cups Bra Drive page on Facebook for more information and how you can donate. Uh, we are still looking for Sugar Skull City submissions. If you haven't been around downtown, feel free to drive around, see all the different Sugar Skulls that are popping up around the city. Um, these are going to coincide with First Fridays and Day of the Dead activities on November 6th. The Sugar Skull City promotion and activities will run from October 15th through November 15th. Artists, community members, youth, and families are invited to honor the Mexican tradition of Day of the Dead. You can create an unframed 12 by 18 work depicting a sugar skull that can be displayed in business windows throughout downtown Aurora. Uh, Participate by creating a 2D artwork in the style and media of your choice, and all skill levels are welcome. You can go to um, info, you can email your your work to info at auroradowntown.org or drop off the artwork at Aurora Fast Print, along with your name and contact information no later than October 5th. So you still have some time to get that in. Um, good morning, Aurora Sports. Uh, White Sox won yesterday 4-1 to one over the Oakland A's. They'll meet up Uh-oh. again for game two in the series this afternoon. Uh-oh. What, what is this that, you know, it's now like we're in playoff season and both Chicago teams are in the playoffs. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, the Cubs will kick it off with the Marlins this afternoon. They're playing at Wrigley. And Kyle Hendricks will be the starting pitcher for the Cubs. Um, and then finally, Game 1 of the NBA Finals begins tonight with the Miami Heat taking on the L.A. Lakers. You going to be watching? Not at all. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not at <clears throat> all. Um, they're playing, like, real games with the on the court and everything like that? Well, they're playing real games, but there's not, like, really fans. There's kind of, like, you know, that applause. That's right, Mike. We have better applause. They're playing in just empty stadiums. Empty? Well, That's crazy. partially empty. You know, you got the little cardboard cutouts, a few select fans. 
it's kind, it's kind of sad. It's, it's better than nothing, but yeah. still the, it's the times we're living in. Right? It's like a bad science fiction movie. You know? <laughs> athletes are playing in front of cardboard. Or maybe they were the whole time. Maybe. Yeah. You never know. Just like that, it's a psychological show. All right. Uh, so the weather, the current temperature is 51 degrees with a high of 61 a day. That high will be reached around 2 p.m. Uh, it's rainy outside. It's nice. So it's good weather for the jackets. You know, like we told you, get the fly uh, the fly gear. Time to rock it. Coles, uh, you know, get some <coughs> turtleneck sweaters, something like that. Timberland boots, whatever you like. Uh, we take donations on Good Morning Aurora. All right. Tomorrow will be rainy and a high of 63. Now, very important, the Fire Museum has Host Hero Day this weekend, um, hosting their third annual Community Hero Day on excuse me, Saturday, October 3rd from 10 to 2. Community Hero Day is a free community event. The event features social distance viewing of vehicles from eight community organizations spanning from safety to community services. Shout out to the Northern Illinois Fire Sprinkler Advisory Board. Didn't even know they had one, but they do, and they're doing big things, as you can hear. The event will include vehicles from the Aurora Fire Department, Aurora Police Department, NICOR Gas, Ozinga, Groot, Kane County Sheriff. Shout out to Ron Hain, West and Sons Towing, and the Illinois Toll Highway Authority. Since you got to give them money, I'm not sure that they qualify for a shout out, but we'll holler at them. All right, now I just zoomed past you with the news, but here it is again, coming back like Action Jackson. In preparation for the 2021 Community Development Block Grant Funding Cycle, the City of Aurora will host a pre-application webinar on Monday, October 5th at 10 a.m. The webinar will provide information about project eligibility, agency capacity, and the application funding process, and also provides an opportunity for residents to learn about the CDBG program. Hmm. Participation in the pre-application webinar is highly recommended. The webinar will be viewable via remote access, and we've shared that link because it's too much to tell you the HTTP and all that, all the way to QT09. That's not a zero, excuse me, that's not an O, it's a zero. Why does my computer keep jumping? All right, Virtual Manufacturing Day Hiring Event is a free online event it's taking place this Thursday, tomorrow, uh, from 9 to 11, and that's through the uh, Kane County Sheriff's Office, again with Mr. Ron Hain. During the event, you'll learn about the Kane County Sheriff's Job Board forklift driver certification training, manufacturing careers internship program, and employers with immediate job openings. So if you, hopefully not you, because you're up drinking coffee, you know, you're hustling, you're with it, you listen to Good Morning Aurora. Hopefully you or anyone you know looking for work, tell them about this because it's a free event and uh, they have a lot of great contacts and a lot of good work that's available. Beasel Arts, Roots, and Aurora Public Art coming together to present. I've been telling you about it for a while now. The Aurora Stronger Exhibit, a community that came together. That's this Friday from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. at Gallery 1904 at 1 East Benton in downtown Aurora. That's the old Aurora Public Library. Right there where the, you know, the statues that sprout water, even though it's raining. That's cool. All right, Beasel Arts will be premiering the documentary called Our Streets. The exhibit will feature over 25 photographs of the unrest that took place in Aurora on May 31st and highlight how the community came together to make Aurora even stronger. Shout out to some of the featured photographers, Gary Bonick, GW, Victoria Lunacek, Ivan Carmona, and Amy Nelson. And with that, the news. And now it's time to get into our interview with our... Friend, Aurora native and filmmaker, Mr. Noah Way. Good to see you, my brother. Good to see you. Hey, Noah. You guys, too. Thanks so much for having me on today. Yes. Give me a fun time. 
Yep. Um, so we are going to talk. Uh, I want to say, first of all, that's a really nice jacket. You're looking good today. Thank you. You're looking I good. call my, like, fighter pilot jacket. <laughs> <laughs> like a fighter pilot. So. Nice. A little Top edgy gun. today. Top gun. Good. We like good edgy, yeah. yeah. Edgy's good. You know, people going to know I'm that, like, yep. edgy like, yo, that's that dude. Yo, yes. tune in, y'all. Tune in. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, first, uh, without delay, who are you? Let the audience know who you are and where you're from. Just tell everybody you know of. So, my name's Noah Way. I am a independent filmmaker and uh firstly artist um i make films and uh i am originally from aurora born and raised so nice um now tell us your educational background my educational background so um i was uh fun fact homeschooled nice so uh yeah i was homeschooled and uh worked through the summer uh so i was doing school 12 months year-round and uh, by the time I was 16, I, like, ran out of curriculum. And so my uh, mother enrolled me in community college. And so I started undergrad at 16. And then by the time I was 20, I was, like, done with undergrad. And I was like, oh, um, I don't want to be kicked out into the world this early. So I <laughs> moved to Los Angeles and went to graduate school at a place called Loyola Marymount University in Marina Del Rey, Los oh, Angeles, okay. which is right next to LAX, and uh, studied filmmaking um directing for film and television and uh in undergrad i studied theater acting mm -hmm. which i kind of used as like pedagogy because i used to act uh previously but um i'm much more interested in the behind the scenes filmmaking process but i didn't really discover that until i was acting and i was like actually it might mm. be cool to like write the things i'm acting and to like direct the things i'm acting more than perform itself so i kind of use that uh all of the stuff that i learned about acting to um to to direct performers that's that's interesting and then we're gonna get to we're gonna get to la and talk about um you know california and uh and that part of the interview and everything like that I'd like to talk more about that style that style and that scene sure thing um growing up what impact did your mom have in your life um my mother and I have a very complex relationship, so mm -hmm. I think what I'll say to that is if you would like to know what impact she had on my life, uh, you should watch my uh, first two films. Rink so, and Ogre. Yeah, Rink right. is my first one, yeah. and then my second film is, is Ecstasy. All right, all right. So, there it is, yes. Yeah. Viewership, viewership. Yeah. All right. I, I started to watch Rink. I was watching. Oh it. my goodness! Did I was you? watching it last night instead of the debate, wow. which was way oh, better than okay. the debate. There we go. <laughs> I had an um, option. I don't know if my movie was as funny as the debate, though. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah. that so that that's that's great with that. Where oh, did you good. go? Where did you go to community college? Uh, I went to Wabansi. Okay, so right over here in Sugar Grove. You okay. know, can't get any more affordable yeah. than that. It was you know it was pretty good and it was. It was a great way to uh, kind of like test the waters for what I wanted to do. Like I always knew what I wanted to do, like in my like in my heart and in my mind, I was like, I, I need to create and I need to make and I'm an artist. But, um, you know, growing up here in the western suburbs of like one of the biggest cities in the country, it's crazy that they're like just weren't that many uh, like outlets and opportunities for like budding filmmakers or budding performers. Mm -hmm. So um, I got to kind of try some things and, you know, read the catalog of classes and be like, oh, well, like 
broadcast journalism, like they might not offer a, a narrative filmmaking class or like a screenwriting class, but like this is messing around with cameras or this is at least writing something or this is at least creative. And then from there, I'm like, oh, we're in a newsroom right now at like, you know, the the public access TV studio for, you know, Aurora or Batavia, which I did. And I'm like, I, I would much rather, you know, pivot and do something a little bit there. So it was it was a good way for to, you know, kind of place me on the, the trajectory. Right. We were talking about that earlier before the podcast started uh-huh. about your roots here and why you chose to film here. Uh-huh. And, yes. And kind of tell your story a little bit about where you came from. Uh-huh. So where are some of the places you've filmed in Aurora? Yeah, um I filmed uh at Colonial Cafe. Okay. Because uh, I grew up like going there uh, mm-hmm. every week with my great grandma, and I actually was there like last week again for the first time in probably like close to a year, and I had the the same waitress that <gasps> oh I gosh. had every week growing up, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you've gotten so big." Um, <laughs> Is the cow there? Is it a cow or yeah, a Yeah, the cow, the cow <laughs> with the wings. I uh, so I filmed there uh, because my films are very. Uh, like personal to me and so I want to put like this personal touch and if like if your art and what you're making is not personal like why bother and so I just think it adds this additional element of rather than trying to like recreate something I'm like no this is like either like the place where it actually happened or you know something along those lines Uh, I filmed at Treadwell Coffee um Chad is a really cool guy Um, I know that you guys have him (laughs) on the show Uh, I filmed at Gillerson's Grubbery um Yeah, and then I've also filmed outside of Aurora as okay. well. So, but those are just a couple of the probably more notable places I filmed at my my childhood home as well, which was kind of funny Were to you? like have not lived there and then like come back and be like I'm making a movie at like the <laughs> place I grew up. So, yeah. Were you on the west side, east side? West side. Okay. Yeah. And then you also filmed at the was it Aurora Skate? Center? Is that where Rink was? And the Aurora Skate Center. How can I forget? Uh, Yes, I filmed at the Aurora Skate Center. Um, So I think roller skating's fun. I grew up going to there and then Funway in Batavia. And so I was, like, looking for that location that was, like, what – if you were to Google search, like, roller rink or, like, roller rink from the 1950s, like, I feel like the Aurora Skate Center would come up. And I was, like, this has to be more perfect. And – they were kind of like hard to get on the phone because at the time there was a older gentleman who mm-hmm. worked there or like who owned the place. And uh, so one day I just stopped in and I, and I like explained who I was. I was like, I'm here from Los Angeles. I'm wanting to film like a, a feature film here. Um, yeah. Like it's going on Amazon prime. I was like, would you be? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I love roller skating because we were talking about yes. this yesterday, uh-huh. and I dug out my old 1980-something roller skates that oh I goodness. still have. They still fit. Um, and shout out to John at All Spoked Up because I was sitting there, I was trying to clean them yesterday, they look good. and I'm like, oh. who's, I'm like, who's gonna have a skate wrench that's gonna fix that? John did. Right. He, oh, he good. took care of me. Yeah. I'm glad to hear so that. So I, t- I told him I said, I'll bring him in one day. So carry him over my shoulder. <laughs> Definitely, like, why not? Or like, skate here to the studio. I could, yes, yes. You know, it's good it. exercise. I feel like every time I always see people skating, I'm like, they're cool. I was like, oh, I yeah. want to be like you, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean. So when we were filming, you know, you have like, uh, I, 
for people that don't know, like you're on set 11, 12, 13, 14 hours a day. Like it all depends. Um, usually uh, actors and crew members get paid daily and actors, they only get paid for up to eight hours and anything past that is overtime. And then uh, if you're in the union and then if um, you're a crew member, they are like 12 hours minimum. So like right. as a crew member, you know, you're at least going to be on set for 12 hours. And because I was a uh, director and writer and then I was one of the producers on the film, um, I was like I was on roller skates for sometimes like 12 hours a day. Damn. And um, I would like take them off at the end of the day and I'd be like, I can't feel my my uh yeah. my feet <laughs> I've lost, uh, like 75 pounds since filming that movie two years ago and so or uh so i was like you know maybe that has something to do with it like roller skating you right. know yeah i don't know like the new be the new fad craze <laughs> yeah everyone's doing something like biking running out, skating out on the trail right. purchase a roller skate especially in mm -hmm. quarantine like lots of outdoor activities you know yeah so yeah um Rinks, uh, so to uh, to the point about Colonial Cafe, mm -hmm. that adds so much credibility, and I like that you do that. Like you want to make it personal. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, let's not change the title of it and just come up with something. Leave it Colonial Cafe because yeah. there's a certain individual who is used to that uh, that smell, that place, that parking lot, that coffee, and yet it adds that uh, that extra layer, you know, of, of personality to the to the film uh -huh. and to your work. I think that's really cool. Thank you so yeah. much for saying that. Awesome. We we did a, a public screening um, at the Arcada in downtown St. Charles mm -hmm. uh, last July just because after the film was released on Amazon, it was like there was enough like murmur for people being like, well, if I don't have Amazon or, um, you know, oh, it would be cool to see it like in a theater. And so yeah. we, gotcha. we put it in Arcada. <laughs> I was like, we can do this. And uh, every time like a, a recognizable location would come up, people would be like, no way, like, that's that, you know, like, I, like, oh my gosh, like, I've been there, and so, yeah, but it's cool, because, like, I don't just make films for, like, the, uh, like, the local population, mm -hmm. I, I like my films to apply to everybody, so, um, I don't really consider that aspect of my, my work, uh, like, esoteric by any means, because I think, like, you know, uh, anybody could be watching, and, and you could be like, oh, that's like a that's like a diner. And then like, but for people in the know, they like know, and so it might just add like a little bit that's of a different it, element yeah, or a layer. Yeah. If it that stirs makes up sense. some yeah. memories yeah. for yes, people. Yeah, there's a definitely a, a personal nostalgia. connection. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was great. Um, now the second film was Ecstasis. Correct. Talk yeah. about uh, that. What's Ecstasis about? So Ecstasis, um, the the word. Ecstasis is derived from the Greek word ecstasy, but how it differs from um, kind of like the English definition is ecstasis means um, a uh, an experience outside of one's body. Ooh. And so the film is about identity crisis, and it's about um, three different individuals who are... Um, kind of like post-college um, in that awkward stage of life that, you know, we've all been through or are going to be. And um, it's about identity crisis. And all of them go through a different thing that kind of shatters their identity and breaks them down to the core of who they are. And then they have to figure out from there um, 
who who they are and it's like i thought that that was um relatable because um you know there's 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 each character deals with something different but i i feel like no matter which one it is it it can still be you know no matter which uh, issue uh the character is dealing with it can still kind of be relatable to to viewers yeah so everybody's going through a uh you know something within themselves or understanding themselves or trying to understand themselves um so yeah they can hook on to that relate to that and you know live that experience through the through the screen through the character that's important that is important um i think especially for a lot of other filmmakers they seem to just be making something Mm. as opposed to having a purpose like no, I want it to look like this. I want it to sound like this. I want the characters to be doing this. Um, you know, what is the overall theme behind your films? That's you ask such good <laughs> questions, Bruh, Curtis. I, you are my do. We hear, yeah. We I, have I, we have this like we you hear, know we hear man wavelength yeah, going seriously. Um, what's the common connection or like theme yes. kind of in my films? So um, I make films for people that have never had films made for them before. Um, you know, not that people haven't seen, a, you know, uh, things similar to like a quirky roller skating drama or, um, you know, a film about identity crisis, but I, I really like showing things and talking about things that aren't often talked about in films because they're either too taboo or maybe they do feel like a little esoteric or things like that, but people can still draw from them. And I would have to say my overarching theme is uh, I want people to suffer less when they watch my films because um, for me, like art has saved me and it's been a place for comfort and it's been a place um, of solace um, for me when, you know, people have hurt me or I feel like, you know, the world has been against me or like, however I'm feeling or I'm feeling down or anxious, I can watch a film that I really like and it just resonates with me and brings me comfort. And so I, my, my mantra is I want to make films that make people suffer less. So for two hours, if you can watch my film and you can laugh or cry or feel things, or even if it's for escapism purposes, um, I I would be very happy with that because that's what art has done right. for me. So yeah. it's like creative therapy. Oh yeah, you know? right, yeah. Yes. So yes. Um, yeah, hell yeah. The time is now eight twenty six a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, and we are here with a friend of the show, Noah Way, Aurora native and filmmaker. All right, so. Tell us about your experience as a theater director. Mm. Um, and what does a theater director do? You direct yeah. theater, I'm sure. But. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> right. Uh, I love theater. So theater is like my first artistic love. Like that's what I kind of grew up doing. I started in middle school because like uh, my 
mother enrolled me in like sports mm. growing up and it like did not go well at all like at all <laughs> um like in case Shout you out. can't tell by the way i'm dressed like i'm just not a sportsy nah. person and so uh it was like you're a boy let's enroll you in like basketball let's Football, enroll you in those, baseball yeah. and yeah all that kind of stuff and like it just and uh then it was like moving to like the delicate sports like ice skating and things like that and then like when that didn't go well it was like okay last stop uh theater and we did i i did theater like when i was uh, starting in middle school and it 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 just life changed and um to answer your question um a theater director is someone who is creatively navigating the ship that the cast members um and the performers on the show are are in and so uh a lot of people think of like a director as a boss um which is totally not the case not only is that like infactual because like the producer is the one in charge but um like the director is not a boss and anytime i'm talking to like another artist friend who so happens to be an actor and they're like yeah my director is like telling me to do this or like is treating me this way i'm like this it's like a collaboration you know, mm-hmm. one can't exist without the other. It's a yin and a yang. And so, um, you know, my job is to ask questions right. to my actors that perhaps the audience would be interested in finding out those answers to. And it's the actor's job to answer those questions that I ask them right. through their work and help perhaps alter their performances to get to, get to where we need the show to be and um yeah essentially yeah. does, does yes, that yeah. you think sum it up all right oh bro, that <coughs> perfect okay well i didn't know because i can talk <laughs> about it forever <laughs> no, but i, I can also be like two sentences <laughs> and i'm done not that that's two sentences yeah um, but <laughs> which role do you like better the directing the producing the acting um producing is very stressful producing you have to handle everything like every little thing so I am very fortunate to have a fantastic collaborator who's a mentor of mine. Who's, his name's John K. Burke, and he um, is a reality television producer uh, and was for a very long time. And um, he handles a lot of, like, the stressful stuff. All the chaos. For me, all the chaos. Yeah, so he's, like, a line producer. He's the one on set. And so it's, like, anytime I have an issue, you know, I'm like, hey, John, like, what do we do? So it's, like, I handle the actor's emotional breakdowns. And my producer handles the director's emotional <laughs> breakdowns. Uh, That's what Curtis does for me, too. Right? Oh, there we go. It's like a harmonious relationship. Uh, but I would have to say my favorite is is directing and writing. Like, I just love creating. I love having a story inside of me that I feel needs to be seen. Um, it's also a great way. Uh, writing is a great way for me to cope with um, with life. Because um, life can be traumatic sometimes, you know, or you just have a story inside of you that you want to get out. And uh, once I write a screenplay, I'm like, I want to make this uh, because I feel like if I've gotten something out of it, we're all human beings at the end of the day. No matter, um, you know, what your background is or who you are, we're all human. And um, so I feel like someone would hopefully be able to get some, like, you know, something out of my films. Right. And so uh, that's... That's really important to me to be on that part of the process, the directing and and the writing. Um, so, um, so to go into a part of what we talked about the day that you and I uh, met, 
and I want to piggyback off of that. Mm-hmm. Directing people, dealing with the individuals and their all these personalities, people. Do some people have it, and some people don't? And what is it? That's oh look! I'm just gonna keep on being like great questions. I was waiting uh, for yeah. you. To come. I'm telling you, man. Cool. I stayed up all night for this. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I love it. It's okay. I went to bed late too. Yeah. Uh, I think some people do, quote unquote, have it, and I think some people perhaps uh, do are not born with it. I think there's two different types of talent. One is intrinsic and innate. And one is a learned talent. So I think some people have have it. They they grow up and they're they're naturally a good, you know, singer, dancer, actor, writer, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And then other people, they have an interest in it. And they're like, you know, they have to work on it because at the end of the day it's a craft. And so I think it's so funny because when I was in graduate school, um, there were a lot of people who were way more talented than me. They were better writers. They were better directors. They knew what they were doing more with the camera than I did. Um, but sometimes I saw people that just naturally had it mm-hmm. um, rely on that and be like, oh, I'm good. So I don't need to to work at it anymore. And it kind of became like a complacency ideology and I saw it be a little bit dangerous to people's careers and to people's work ultimately because I always felt like I love being the stupidest person in the room because I can learn and I can grow. Oh, that's great. You Word. know, yeah. and hopefully some of that will rub off on me and I I can be more intellectual. I can be more intelligent from learning from other people. So I love to hang around great artists that make me feel, um, you know, overwhelmed or make me feel like I, uh, you know, can be doing better because – Ultimately, I want to I want to s- strive. So I feel like, you know, I had some of it, but also. I there was so much that I needed to hone and, and craft, and I did that through um, some through school, but mostly just through through personal life and through the fact that this was a personal desire of mine. So I right. think like, you know, moxie, passion, um, desire, dedication hard work like I think that's going to take you further than just quote unquote having it right right so I don't know if that's controversial but no no that's (laughs) okay what what are some of your favorite movies or influential (gasps) movies like your feel-good movies you mentioned that you you escaped (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 um so I'm gonna try to not sound pretentious I'm so sorry um my like favorite movies are um are French New Wave cinema. So that is a a a, f- a film movement from France in the 1960s where um essentially in America studios were creating the films. Mm-hmm. Where studios and the studio heads were deciding what was going on and they hired the directors and they uh you know gave notes on the script and they uh you know were in charge of placing the actors and everything like that whereas um the french were like um you know no 
artists make films. Right. And so all of the films in the 1960s in, 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 in France with this French New Wave movement, um, they started focusing on the director being the auteur, being the, you know, captain of the ship with, with his crew that he collaborated with. And he made, uh, uh, like, or they made, um, they made a lot of films that rather than were, were plot oriented, were focused on interpersonal relationships mm -hmm. and more about being a, a human. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen like experimental films where they don't necessarily have like a plot. It's more uh, like slice of life. Yeah. They did a lot of films like that because they thought that that appropriately represented the human condition better than like, you know, a three act structure. And so a lot of my film, uh, a lot of my favorite films are from filmmakers like um, Agnes Varda, Jean-Luc Godard, uh, Francis Truffaut. Um, I really like this film called Persona, which is an Ingmar Bergman film who he's actually a, a Swedish director. Um, but then I also have like, you know, American cinema that I like. I like David Fincher. So he did like Gone Girl. I like that movie a lot. Um, I also like some older ones like Harold and Maude is a really good movie of mine um, that I like. And uh, I'm also a fan of uh, my favorite director. His name is Xavier Dolan. He's a French Quebecois director who uh, he makes French films in Canada. And they're just very similar to what I want to make. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like very inspired. So he was like the first director that growing up I saw uh, make the types of films I want to aspire to be. So. It's great. Is that it is? Yeah, yeah is that's, that, that's okay. interesting just okay. to hear the diversity that you have within your tastes and how you bring that into what you're doing now mm -hmm. to an audience that may or may not be familiar with that. Thank you. Yeah, it blends in with the theater as well because, like French, like French cinema was so much uh, was was very intimate and personal. And uh, the thing is, is like theater is very intimate and personal. You know, once it it it's it's finite once it exists and is performed like it no law and like after that it's it's done and you'll never get to see it again but there's like an intimacy of yeah. being in the same room oh, as another person performing and uh like seeing them from 10 feet 50 feet 100 feet away and seeing them cry on stage or seeing them you know handle news or like whatever the actor might be uh performing and um I want my films to reflect the intimacy of theater because of my background, but also because I think um, that just makes the audience more connected. So I have a lot of unbroken takes in my films. I have a lot of close-ups. I have a lot of lingering shots and things like that. I want the audience to feel like they're in the room with my characters um, as they would be in theater uh so i don't like doing like the cut 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 or the different camera angle different camera angle different camera angle like i i like i like the the former better so just for my personal taste interesting told you it's a good interview um, <laughs> what is the major difference between the west coast and the midwest so taking that old oh, sugar grove experience mm -hmm. and batavia and then L.A., mm -hmm. California. So uh, Los Angeles, very diverse. 
Um, I'm happy that to have grown up in a place like Aurora that was diverse. Um, and, but, but Los Angeles, I mean, everyone is different and it's people from different backgrounds and races and cultures, but also people that like, you know, might think like you and look like you, but just come from a completely different, uh, like frame of mind than they're used to. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, but then also like people are really similar too, which is funny. Like, I feel like everyone that was told they were the most attractive in high school ends up moving to Los Angeles right. because everyone just looks like they're a background actor on like the OC or something like <laughs> that. Everybody. And I'm like, and they're trying to look like that. Wow. And they're trying yeah, to look yeah. like that. Exactly. Um, and then also like everyone is in the entertainment industry in some facet or knows someone that is, which is like cool. Uh, but it just becomes very normalized. So like, I remember catching up with like, uh, some friends back in the Midwest when I would like first started working on sets out there and they're yeah. like, Oh, did you work with any celebrities or whatever? And it's like, oh, yeah, like this person, this person, this person. It just becomes like normal after a while because if you're on set for 14 hours a day with someone or standing next to them or holding a reflector under their face or, you know, it just (laughs) is like it just is normal. Like it's a job. And you're like you're you know, you're still like, okay, uh, when can we go home? Um, (laughs) I'm tired. Uh, And and uh, yeah, and it's definitely a lot more forward thinking and progressive, Mm -hmm. uh, more liberal. And um, the Midwest, uh, I feel, is a little bit more closed minded. Yeah. Not as progressive. Uh, They don't. um, Los Angeles embraces people that are different. They might not uh, like get you, but they'll let you be. They'll be like, oh, you do your thing. Right. Uh, Whereas Midwest is like, I feel it's a little cookie cutter. Like you have to fit in. Like if you walk down the street, you know, wearing something that's out of the ordinary or whatever, or doing something that's out of the ordinary. It's like, you will stick out like a sore thumb. And if people don't like it, they might give you a look. They might say something to you. Like that's what it is, you know? And Aurora has all of these different pockets, you know, um, some are liberal, some are not, some are, uh, you know, diverse, some are not. And, you know, different experiences in, in different places, um, you know, elicit different results from, you know, someone who is different. So, yeah. Um, going back to our conversation, that's one of the things that I admired about your films and admire about you because, you know, you step outside that box and make what you want to make, mm-hmm. even if it's not what people, what the prevailing thought of the populace, you know, around here would, would think uh, and the, the topics and the things like that. And having lived in California for a while, that's, what made your work really stand out why well, i asked the question about your mm. overarching theme because like we see you and i have talked about the the closed-mindedness like for example and i want you to speak on it if you can like you know you're trying to make a movie mm-hmm. such and such location would be great mm-hmm. to film this shot but what's it about oh no we don't want you know yeah and um, yeah. that's not something that one would have to think about in a place like California, you know, where Absolutely. people are like, oh, yeah, you can shoot whatever. Yeah. Uh, for sure. No, uh, living in California, it's like uh, you, like, uh, for instance, I lived across the street from a, a roller rink in Los Angeles. And uh, on their website, 
they had like a uh, a tab for like if you wanted to film there and what their day rate was to rent them out and who you contact. You know what I mean? Like that was just so normal. Right. Where it was like you walk into a restaurant and you're like, I would like to film there. And they're like, for $600 a day, you can. You know, like stuff like that. Whereas here, no one shot a movie. Like no one has shot like a movie here. Like uh, Johnny Depp shot a scene Public from Public Enemies. Enemy here in 2008. Right. Cool. Leading. Yeah, like yeah, that. Right. Like that was that, and like people are still talking about that twelve years later. Right. Uh, <laughs> and it was like, is Wikipedia. that Aurora? Yeah, it's on the Wikipedia. I was like, is yeah. that Aurora is famous for? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, when I would approach places, they would be like, "You want to film a movie here?" Like, "Oh, that's cute." Like, "What school are you with?" Or like, it, they just take it less seriously. And it like it doesn't matter how many credentials you present to them or how much ethos you present to them, they're still gonna be like, well, you're in, um, you know, you're just outside of Chicago, you know, you're in Aurora, like you, this can't be legit, right? And then, um, you know, I don't know, uh, I would show up to certain places and I would say, hi, this is who I am, uh, this is this this is a few of the things I've done and this is what I want to do. And a lot of people would be like, um, no, that's okay. And I would be like, oh, okay. Like, I thought some places would be really cool with, like, you know, having a movie on Amazon. Like, you know, or, like, free advertisement or whatever. Like, right. I know there's, like, legal stuff to deal with. But, like, you know, mom and pop shops, you know, is is what I was using. Or, like, right. people's houses. Um, but then people also don't understand, like, even when I was using the skate rink, I told them, like, I need this long, this long, this long, this long. And when I would show, I, I showed up, uh, like our call time was 5 a.m. And I showed up, and one of the employees was like, Oh, yeah, you got to be here, uh, like out of here at, uh, at like two. And I was like, Oh, we were supposed to go until like five, right. maybe seven. And he was, Yeah, well, we have like some, some, uh, uh, people to, to train that are coming in for lessons. So you got to be out there before, before that. And I was like, Oh, well, that totally like wrecks our day so it's like a lack of understanding you know a naivete about it but then i also just ran into some strange things of like uh i would want to use some locations um or even like um some actors and they were like oh this has elements of um you know uh this or that i don't want to be affiliated with that or like just crazy things like Oh, uh, you want to use my house? Well, um, if you give me one of the parts, I will do that. I was like, that's not how this works. I was like, I will give you <laughs> right. a couple a hundred bucks, and I will thank you in the credits. Yeah. Exactly. This is not a negotiation. Exactly. So that's just so so yeah. strange. Or, like, people asking to read the script uh, if, like, I was, you know, giving, like, like, coming in for a location because they wanted to know what it was about. And then them, like, trying to give me criticism or trying to – to change things. And I was just like, not that I'm yeah. open to criticism, but you I was like, I'm sorry. Benny, I, man, come right, on. Right, right. I was like, like but I, 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 like, I don't yeah. go to, to, yeah. to you for that. I got to, to other people. Right. So you make your can movie. I film you can do it. Boys or can't <laughs> right, 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 right. So, and I don't mean that in like a rude way, but it was just very, it was like obstacle after obstacle mm-hmm. after obstacle, unfortunately. Interesting. Um, but I stuck with my band of, of people that kind of, understood 
Word. What we were mm-hmm. what we were doing because it was I would rather have people going back to the it conversation. I would rather have I would rather uh, mesh with people's vibe than them have quote unquote it. Um, Word. You know they and like I to me that is it. Like if you get what we're trying to do, like the performance from my actor will come. You know. I don't want to just watch self-tapes submitted to me from actors or be in an audition room with a casting director and watching them. I want to have a conversation with them. Let me hear about you. Let me hear about your experiences. Let me hear about what art means to you or what this character, uh, what you can do with this character. And to me, that's just so much more meaningful and substantial than like a really good monologue. Right. You know? So, man, what's next? What do you want to do? What type of films or what's in the future for No Way? Um, so right now, Ecstasis is in this weird like limbo stage, unfortunately, because of uh, the virus, and <laughs> uh, it's awaiting like festivals. So I was kind of putting things off a bit on submitting to festivals or screening at festivals mm-hmm. because. Um, because uh, I want people to be there in person, Ooh. you know, and I want them to see. And it's a great networking and uh, opportunity uh, to meet other collaborators or other producers or other directors. Um, and so I'm hoping uh, Ecstasis will screen at the end of this year or the beginning of next year at uh, various festivals around the country. And I will meet some people and uh, be able to get linked up with them and uh, keep on making films so that's what i want to keep doing i've written um 15 uh feature length scripts and i've only produced two movies so uh i already have like a couple ideas of which scripts i want to be my third um but you know it's all about meeting producers and someone that's going to take a chance on you that's exactly what happened with my first movie i had a mentor who took a chance on me and then I met another producer because he saw rank who ended up taking a chance on me for ecstasis and supplied a bigger budget than rank. And, you know, if that keeps happening, you know, eventually someone will see it, uh, and, uh, it'll lead to more growth and stuff like that. You know, I, I don't want or need everybody to like know who I am, but, you know, I would love to be able to like, have a platform to showcase my work. Like, that's what's important to me. That's what I want to resonate with people. So, cool. That's that's the hope. What's the most What's the most difficult part about acting? About acting, um, uh, whether or not you're like, perhaps whether or not you're you're being another person, or taking the part that's inside of you that is like that character Mm -hmm. and like bringing that to the surface, you know, I would like to think perhaps it's, it's the latter because if you're trying to be another person, I feel like it's a disconnect, you know, and the audience will sniff that out or it'll be a little ingenuine. And so if you take, you know, humans are so complex. If you, if you are taking a character or playing a character and you take that part that's inside of you and you accentuate that and bring that out to the surface, 
that's like a very difficult thing to do. You know, it could be, um, you know, it could be triggering. It could be, you know, um, challenging, but like also it's worth it. It supplies much more of an authentic um, performance and experience for both, I think, the actor themselves and uh, the people watching. Um, hmm. Yeah. Strong, strong, man. Strong state. Yeah, just... Here's the kind of question I was asking him when we met. Oh, like, yeah? You know, the things, yeah, when you are uh, when you don't know, when you haven't been a film or a theater director, mm-hmm. and you get to talk to one, like, man, you know, I like that interpersonal experience. I like dealing with other people. I always have. It's fun. Know? It is fun. It dealing is fun. with other people is f- fun. And, like, yeah, working with other people. And it's like I'm under the ideology that, like, two minds are better than than one. So it's like let's all come together and create our... Yep. make something great i would say another hard thing about acting is um uh with the whole taking the thing out of yourself and making the actor or uh, uh and and bringing it into the character um i think a lot of people have like a a transition of like suddenly when the camera is rolling or when the curtain goes up for a show it's suddenly like i'm acting you know it's like they turn on a switch hmm. And uh, Stanislavski, who I studied a lot uh, in undergrad, is like, that needs to go away. All that BS of, like, turning it on when the camera turns on um, or when the curtain goes up, that goes away. Like, that's all extra, and that's unnatural. And being an actor is reflecting on the human condition and the human experience. And humans don't do that, you know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. It can be challenging to, like, actually work on being... A real human and not uh, a caricature. Yeah, it's, so. it's like some of these actors that they'll immerse themselves into that character, mm-hmm. that they become that character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking like Keith like Ledger, method the, acting, the, yes, the yeah, Joker, or something stuff. like that. And they're like, wow, he was really weird so. and crazy during that time. Exactly, exactly. Lee Marvin, showing my age. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the time is 8:52. Um, so I, I got some just real quick to. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, some real quick before we uh, end and the show ends on a positive note and you tell the people um, the message for the day. Uh, you know, it's good that you pierced, that you perished. What was Pursed. that country today? Pierced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I told you, I, I like that you pierced uh, the uh, thought bubble or perhaps lack thereof of the Midwestern uh-huh. ism and put out what you want to put out and and do your thing like it's nice uh when you rank an exorcist like it's nice to think that from aurora there is creativity remember we talked about like there's so much creativity here in aurora mm-hmm. it's a creative place boy we've got artists and we've got creative people but the mindset of the midwest mm-hmm. just the whole It's a little suffocating. It is. It <laughs> is, you know. Now, we, we were somewhere else when we were having this conversation, so we it's kind of hard to replicate it on camera in the studio. Yeah, but like, that's okay. It's a, it is. It's a very suffocating just thought umbrella that just sits on top and does not allow you to think that such topics are possible or permissible to talk about. Um, one of the things about the show that we like is, you know, we, we speak up for the people who never 
had uh-huh. that voice, you know, our undocumented residents, our members of the LGBT community, our veterans, our seniors. And we're trying to let that be told to everybody. And you're either with it, the nice mm-hmm. world that we all want to have and the thoughts, or you're not. Mm-hmm. And I like that you just, you know, you steam right along with your message, man. I, I, I really like that. Thank really you very like much. Yep, yep. Uh, sometimes it can be a little independent, but uh, you find people along the way. Yep. You know, if it's a strong enough will inside of you, you will. Yep. You'll keep going. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Real quick before we end, three words that you would describe you. How would you describe yourself? Oh, putting me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to say, um. Creative, artistic, and uh, helpful. Helpful. Um, I have create and help tattooed on my wrists as like a mantra for me because um, I I really I really just want to help people. Like I think I was put mm-hmm. on the earth to assist. And so helping people in any way I can. So I would, you know, if you say something enough, like, it'll happen, manifesting. So um, I really enjoy humanitarianism and things like that. And I know we didn't really, like, talk about any of that stuff. But, um, you know, I, during COVID, I, I've been volunteering at the uh, Interfaith Food Pantry back when everything first started. I've been in um, third world countries before. Um, and I really enjoy doing that. So that's where the helpful part comes well, in, but yeah. creative, artistic, helpful. We were, we were talking about that yesterday, too, that everyone can do something. It's, again, just using, you know, your yeah. talents and, and actually doing something, taking those steps to make a difference. That's absolutely, great. absolutely. So um, the show ends on a positive note. What is the message for the people today from Noah? message for the people today from noah uh i must say be kind be kind to everybody accept everyone um if someone's different from you that's not scary that's kind of cool um because otherwise life would be boring and you can learn from someone who's different from you and just like you know be kind it's cliche but like yeah sometimes you need that reminder sometimes you need that reminder who doesn't you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i do when i'm sitting in traffic (laughs) (laughs) yeah <laughs> <laughs> my way no yeah, that's for sure stop texting <laughs> yep um so that was a great episode you have been watching and listening to good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast and we were pleased to have our friend on the show mr noah way aurora native and filmmaker um donate to the food pantry if you can and we appreciate um all of our listeners and all of our fans out there Subscribe to the YouTube channel for more awesome content. And with that, we out. Peace.